Finding love in a world of swiping left and right is hard for everyone. But finding someone to share your life with when you live in a town of less than 500 people is even harder. That's where Farmers and Charmers comes in. I'm Shannon. And I'm Lavinia. We're two young Aggies with a love for the country and all it has to offer. We're going to be helping country guys and girls to hopefully meet their perfect match from the city while dishing our details on our own dating lives, coupled with some unsolicited advice along the way. Welcome back to episode three of Farmers and Charmers. It is time to meet yet another lovely couple. But before we do that, we have a topic that we would like to discuss. Uh, And this one went absolutely off on our social media and our Instagram pages. We are talking about the dating apps versus what I like to call the wild. Uh, otherwise known as meeting someone in person the old-fashioned way, but the wild is more fun. So yes. the apps versus the wild and uh, how dating is different when you meet someone in either of those two ways. Uh, and we mm-hmm. are going to play a fun little game at the end um, about dating profiles uh, relating to what people's big red flags are because people have strong opinions, uh, but we figured it would be better off talking about how dating is different. So, Vin? How is dating different? Well, I personally hate the apps. We know this. But before we get into that, we also have to do a quick shout out to the Windsor. Look, I can say they're hands down. I've probably only been there a couple of times, but clearly it seems to be the place to go to meet single farmers. There was like eight people. At last count, it's nine. Nine people (laughs) from that list message to say that we miss the Windsor as the place where farmers go out. So if you're looking for a country boy... Apparently, yeah. So, so I hear. Um, so that's interesting. But you know, also I do know on a Sunday when it's not um, harvest, you will find a few single boys at the OBH who are farmers mm-hmm. or country boys. I know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. it brings us in nicely then to meeting people in the wild. So you're at the Windsor, you're at the OBH. It's not really a done thing anymore because people don't just go and talk to strangers at a bar. It just doesn't seem to happen as much as well, it did even when I was 18 compared to now years later. We're not going to say how many. And, you know, if you, like, go to a bar um, and you go and get a drink and you, like, have, like, a quick chat or, like, you're standing next to someone you think is mm. attractive because I am I can be quite outgoing. I'll always have a joke. I literally never get anything back. No, Never. <laughs> And this is the thing, like you go in, because I my like go-to tactic, if I'm at a bar, it's rare that I'll approach someone. I'm a confident person, but it's it's probably just not going to happen. But if I do, it's normally at a bar and I'll like say, you know, like, what are you drinking tonight or something like that? And you get donuts in return, like a vodka sodas. And you're like, okay, cool. Good chat. Thanks. Men What's listening. Men listening. Turn your ears on. This is women shooting their shot in the wild. If I am standing next to you at a bar and I ask what you were drinking, like I'm hitting on you. It's plain and simple. That's it. Absolutely. This is us shooting our shot. So take it if you think we're half decent looking. (laughs) (laughs) Like 
that is as much as I, but it's gotten to the point which really frustrates me where you will shoot your shot and then like nothing happens. I mean, it's not, you can't have a hundred percent rate of success. There's this special thing of meeting your person in person for the first time without an app. It is. And I do think it is likely in the country that you will meet someone in person because people in the country, like I haven't gone out on a work trip and gone to the pub in bloody double and you wherever it might be and not started chatting to someone. Like be they bloody the bartender, another girl who's there by herself. Like you always end up talking to someone because that's just what country pubs are a bit more like. People are a bit more chatty than they tend to be in the city. But this is it. Like people don't meet in the wild anymore because people just don't approach each other And I asked one of my guy friends about this and he said that a big thing that stops him from approaching girls is that they're always in like a a gang, which is true. Like when women go out, there's like four or five of us together. intimidating. Yes. Which I said to him though, I was like, you realise it's the exact same thing, right? Like you guys all stand together as well. It's just as intimidating for us as women as it is for you as guys, which he had apparently never thought of before. So that thought had just never crossed his mind that women are just as worried about getting shut down as what a guy is. Um, My other big thing is that I find that if a guy hits on a girl in public, if that girl is in a relationship, she will likely be let it known quite quickly. Normally, what are you drinking tonight is met with, I have a boyfriend. Guys don't tend to to do the same thing. They like the attention. This is my advice. Go and suss the mates out too and go and ask them. Or find out his full name and quickly go and do an Instagram stalk because you're pretty much, you'll find out pretty quick if they've got a girlfriend via their social. What I'm really curious about is if people approach, like let's say you actually meet someone in person and you exchange numbers and then, or you meet someone in an app and you decide to, you know, go out for drinks or whatever it is. Do people approach those two dates differently based on the fact that they met one of them in person and one of them on the app? I don't think I've ever dated anyone or seen anyone who hasn't got mutual friends with somebody I know. That scares the living daylights out of me. Well, it, it is intimidating. You're meeting a total stranger from the internet. All the things our parents told us not to do, like don't talk to strangers on the internet, we now do, and then we go and meet them in person. Because that's like that's a great idea. Country town girl and me, Shan, maybe because you're 100%. brave. I think it is becoming more and more common, and we we found that from when we put the poll up, you know, about the apps on our Instagram page. Everyone uses them. Like it was overwhelming the amount of people that are using the apps, and it is now the main way that people meet other people. But I do think it's really different. When I spoke to a couple of friends about it, and especially a couple of my male friends, they said that if they, the dates that they would go on with a girl from an app compared to a girl that they met in person were entirely different. Mainly, if they're going on a date with a girl that they've already met in person out at a bar, you know that there's some form of like spark, attraction, connection, something there. Like you've already had a bit of a chat you know that already. So when he's taking that person out, he's more likely to want to like actually spend time with them. He'll do something a bit more fun. They'll go bowling or axe throwing or whatever it might be. It's one of those fun city activities. I really want to try axe throwing, by the way. If anyone's listening and you want to 
cheap shop, ask me if I want to go axe throwing, big fan. Um, anyhow, he then said that if he was meeting a girl from an app for the first time, he's more likely to do coffee or a drink because he wants an easy exit strategy. And that kind of theory plays out for a good first few dates because you don't know when you're meeting someone from an app if that initial like chemistry or attraction is there. You've already met in person. And this is the thing you've asked me before, you know, what do I really think the chances are that I'm going to meet my Prince Charming on Bumble? Well, frankly, there's an equal chance of that that he's just going to be at the Windsor at the same time as I am. Like, you just don't know. You've got no clue where that person's going to come from. So I'm not going to shut down the chance that they're going to come from an app. They could just as easily come from wherever else it might be. (laughs) I think what a lot of people will be wondering is if you are over the apps, you're sick of using them, you're not having any success, like how do you approach meeting someone in the wild? Like how do you make yourself a bit more open to meeting someone in public? Both guys and girls. Like, what would make you more likely to go and hit on a guy? Um, what is going to make you more likely walk across the room and ask your first question? Best part is if you just, you know, like, get them to approach you. <laughs> You're not helping. You're really not helping anyone in this episode. Um, look, okay, so I am quite a confident person. We'll definitely say that. In terms of me and what I do, I'm a very confident person. I need a guy, and I'm very aware of this now, to be more confident than me to being my person. That's what I know I need. That is what I need to keep me in check. Like that's the type of guy I need. So he needs to be able to approach me. That is what I'm saying here, Shannon. That is that is the T. If you are going to be my person, you have to be able to approach me. But also that, there has to be that a That was spark. the most useful thing you've said so far this episode. <laughs> okay, thank you. Maybe we'll just cut the rest out. Yeah, so I think that for me is what needs to happen. You have to be able to approach me and you've got to be able to start a conversation. Look, for me, confidence is like number one. If you're a confident person, God, that is like the biggest turn on. Actual useful advice from someone who, you know, asked other people about it. <laughs> if you're at a bar and you like see someone that you like from like, if you're a guy, just looking at that person like a couple of times, a couple of glances from across the room is not enough. Like, I don't know if you're looking at me. I don't know if you're looking at someone behind me. Like, I don't know if you've just got like a lazy eye thing going on. I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, you I need a little bit more in order for me to be confident enough to like walk across the room and approach you. Just like a little smile will do the trick. Just like a little smirk or like a bit of prolonged eye contact. Send your mate over to suss it out. That is always a good, a good tactic as well, but shouldn't be necessary. You know, you just need like, as I say, just a glance from across a room is not enough. And this goes for both men and women. It is not enough to show someone that you are open to them approaching you. If you have like a bit of prolonged eye contact, give a little bit of a smile, give the eyebrows, bloody, I don't care, but give that person a bit more of an indication that you're like open to them coming to talk to you. And after that, like separate yourself from your group. You know how hard it is to go and talk to someone if they're in a group of five or six people that is so intimidating. That's why you go to the bar and get a drink on your own and that's exactly. when he's got the opportunity to approach you. And, you know, if he's still not brave enough to approach you, then 
well, he's not That's confident awesome. enough for me, so goodbye. But um, Make some eyes at him across the room, give him a little smile, wait a couple of minutes, do it again, and then I don't give a shit if you need another drink or not. Go and buy one, and theoretically, you might not even have to pay for it because he'll get it for you. You're welcome. Can I also object? I've got to say something as well. Um, So I know a lot of boys obviously aren't confident enough. A smart way is also if you have a mutual friend, go and drop a hint to them. Also, you can tell when there's a bit of chemistry between two people, can't you? I think I can. You normally can tell. So Mm -hmm. if there's a middleman going, oh, you guys have a bit of something going on here, that's also a bit of like, reassurance in the wild that there's something because sometimes you're not onto it sometimes sometimes you when you're in the situation yourself it's kind of hard to tell sometimes absolutely it definitely can be hard yeah I think so yeah a mutual friend or but you know what it's COVID 2020 2021 be brave and just go and talk to them Mm -hmm. and this is the thing we say this on this podcast all the time but if you shoot your shot, shoot your what shot. is the worst that is going to happen? Like women, if you're at a bar a and you see a cute guy standing at the bar and you go and say hey to him, like literally the worst that's going to happen is he doesn't talk to you. Also, All right, you go back to your friends. Who gives a shit? Also, just one for the guys. If she does not reciprocate, be aware of that and just leave it be. That Then let her go. Mm-hmm. And that does apply to women at women as well. Like if you are, yeah, you're talking to a guy. You know when a guy's not king because he doesn't give you anything. Yeah, yeah. but women are the same. And this is the other thing that one of my guy friends did say to me is that if you are keen, actually make an effort (laughs) to like continue that conversation. Don't just give one word answers because it'll make I don't think you're keen. If you're not giving one word answers, you're not keen. Well, yeah, but if you are, like, if you're nervous, if you're, like, not really sure what's going on, if you're interested in that person, just engage a little bit. Yeah, because you'll miss your, you'll miss the boat and then you don't want to miss the boat and him turn up with someone else and that could have been you, you know? All right. We did start off this conversation with the apps. So... Back to Obviously the apps. the apps are all about swiping left and right. That's it. If you see something you like, you swipe right. If you see something you don't like, you swipe left. It's a pretty straightforward concept. See, I have brutal. It's so brutal and there's no connection. There's no magic. There should well, be we're, there's we're supposed we're to be magic. Because we did put a call out on our Instagram page where we asked for people's opinions. Uh, from both guys and girls on what their automatic red flags be will be, what you'll see in someone's dating profile, and you're just like, absolutely not. That's no, there is no way whatsoever that I'm interested in you. And we got some absolute corkers. Uh, my no, favorite one. So a lot of them, like the fishing folk. Do you know red flag? I liked. Can we just quickly get on the topic of the fishing photos before we go into yes, them? Yes, we can. Men, why? Why? Why is fishing something people obsess over? Please don't send hate. But like. Why? Okay. This is, I have a rule that you can have, I think in your profile as a guy, you're allowed one shirtless photo if it's in context. Like I don't want to see you shirtless in the gym taking a mirror selfie. They're just all no's. No mirror selfies, no gym selfies, no nothing. I don't want to see it. 
if you're on uh, the beach with be, your friends, like yeah. you're allowed to take a, you know, you can post a shirtless photo. That's fine. A fish photo is a convenient way to post a shirtless photo. Like, can you just post it, one of you on the boat with some fishing rods in the background? Look, I love fish. I I literally mm-hmm. love fish. I love boats. I love water. Fishing, I, you know, I'll go if I have to, but I'm not that interested. I just go f- to be on the boat, to be honest. And, the, I mean, there are some girls that really, truly love it, but I think if you're trying to go for a bigger pool of guys, just be on the back of the boat with your mates, maybe a beer in hand with the fishing rod out the back mm-hmm. so they can see the vibe. But, like, I don't need to see the big bloody snapper that you caught, the tuna fish you got, that shark that was bigger than Ben Hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't need yeah, we, to we see We really that. don't need to see it. As I say, I will potentially allow it if you are using posting one fish photo as your reason to post a photo of your abs. Like, I'm okay. If you've got a bod. Just like, put it on your you Instagram, know? link your Instagram or go there. Well, Shannon might not, but I definitely would. Fishing photos, one, maybe. I'm not saying guaranteed acceptable. One potentially might allow it. If you have more than one fishing photo, no. Okay. Other things that are absolute hard, left swipes from 99. This is coming from women, things that will make them left swipe on a boy's profile. Too many fish photos, first thing on the list shirtless pics, mirror selfies, having no bio whatsoever. If you don't have any information about yourself, like, yes, it's personal. Like I'm looking to see if you're attractive. I also want to know something about you. Yeah, yeah. I really don't care what it is. And on top of that, and this is my absolute go-to, if the only thing you have listed in your bio is your height, it's a no from me. I don't know how to tell you this, but being tall is not a personality trait. No necklaces, chains, earrings. Like, men, you should really probably only wear one piece of jewellery and it's a wedding ring and I really probably don't want you to have one of those yet. So, but you know? also most men who are farmers, a lot of them don't have, don't have wedding rings. Or- no, no. <laughs> um, pictures of you smoking, pictures of you pulling the finger, only having one picture in general. I don't know what you freaking look like if you only put one pictures up. Pictures of you wearing high vis. Yes. Pictures of you being dirty in general. Do you know what you get? You want one photo of you wearing a suit? Holy shit, that is a good photo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one photo of you doing something out, like ha- a harvest, end of harvest cutout when everyone gets in front of the header. Just get one with your mate there where you're not too dirty. That's a good mm-hmm. shot. Mm-hmm. If you need something any that other. Shows that you're active, that you're outdoorsy. Yeah, but without don't. looking unclean. But also get. Like uh, another tip is clean your camera lens before you take the photos. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Eyebrow piercings and Southern Cross or tribal tattoos? No, absolutely not. Uh, Wait, they like can't take one. a photo or they can't have one? They can't have one. Well, there are a lot of guys with Southern Cross I'm- tattoos. Please don't get offended. This is the list we're reading out, okay? This is not this us. Is just what people, this is what people have sent in. Um, hair that is longer than hers is. I don't mind that, but, you know, for some people, that's a they don't like top knot. I'm not a fan, don't mind. The other two big ones that we got from a couple of people, and you'll love this one, Lavinia, is anyone who in their bio has written Saturdays are for the boys. No, it's a no for women, guys. We get that Saturdays are for the boys, but you do not need to put that shit in your bio. 
All right. The other day we did answer um, what boys look for in girls or attributes and I got a lot. Shannon, people knew that that was me answering that one, not you. <laughs> um, guys, I have a little bit of a, uh, would you say, a savage sense of humour. So obviously some of those were a bit of a piss take. Obviously number two, Saturdays before the boys, number five, and uh, was it number eight, the preferred like fishing like it was a little bit of a I I just try and put a comedic spin on it because it's just funny um so boys in all seriousness do not put Saturdays of the boys in your bio red flags from guys that will make them swipe no on a girl's profile pro tips the overwhelming answer snapchat filters no one wants to see the puppy dog no one wants to see little love hearts on your cheeks whatever it is, no filters on your photos. If you want uh, a good filter, the vlogger filter on Instagram is really good. That It just makes you look a little bit glowier. It's not like yeah, it doesn't yeah, make yeah. you look like you're not yourself. You don't have ears all no. of a sudden, you know, dog no. ears. All of it. No one wants to see that. Um, smoking, Ooh, again, from guys, they don't want to see. Um, yes, this, this was actually a common thing from a couple of people. Horse riding. Um, apparently horse girls, we know that we work in ag. It's probably not a great thing to say. Horse girls. It's... There's a stereotype there. Guys, do, guys don't love it. Don't put I photos know. of you riding a horse. Yeah, I know. It's, it, that's something you talk about on the third date, not the first. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, any form of like arrogance or narcissism in a profile. I What's feel an example of that? People who seem a bit cocky, you know, in their profile. They seem a bit full of themselves. You know, anything, anything that gives up those yeah, vibes. Yeah, you have to come across humble. Mm-hmm. And the other one that we got an overwhelming response from from guys was uh, girls that only have photos of them really dressed up, like super doled up, looking like, you know, they're off to a freaking ball in every single one of their photos. Guys want to see what you're going to look like on a normal day. Do not just put up photos where you're off to a cocktail party, like you're having drinks with the girls. Put up a photo of you freaking hiking or doing something else. See, for me, it's concerning because there's no in between. I either look like shit because I'm wearing farm clothes or I look like really doled up because I tried for an event. But Oh, yeah, I'm the same. I either look homeless or like I'm off to a gala ball. Like there's no in between. A good I'm sitting one. here in a dressing gown right now, guys. Like... This is a good one to capture the farm boys. If you're a sophisticated farm woman who like, you know what boys froth over? They froth over a woman driving a piece of machinery or like standing, like they love it. They love a woman who can like do it all, you know, superwoman. They just find that the best thing ever. So, you know, have your photo of you doled up in your like, um, beautiful gown, but also of you driving a truck or, you know, in front of the header or whatever. In and your if farm you're not clothes. actually on a farm because you don't have access to that, just anything like outdoorsy, anything that makes you like you just, if you have all those photos where you're only doled up, you will come across as being high maintenance and no guy wants that. And especially no farmer is going to want that. So you need to show that you can do it both ways pretty much. Yeah. What about the green flags? Are we going to talk green about flags. that as well? We, we are, we are going to discuss that as well. This is, uh, you know, again, pro tips, things to include in your profile. Again, from both, uh, both guys and girls, um, we have dog pictures, 100%. If you have See? a dog, include that in your profile. Um, anything to suggest they are outdoorsy. Also photos with family. Shanzi, you're a bit of a family man. 
Um, a nice smile, more than one picture in general, and anything that shows like your hobbies, as long as that hobby isn't fishing. Um, a proper bio, this was the second most overwhelming thing. Actually write something about yourself. What bio stand out to you, Shan? I like something with a bit of humour in it, you know? Something that just like shows what you like, what you're into. It's just a little bit funny, you know? It's just, it doesn't actually really matter what's in it. Like the content isn't that important. It's really actually just being able to write two or three sentences about yourself. If you can't come up with a couple of interesting little points about yourself to put in a, your bio, you must be an incredibly boring human being. So what are your three points in your dating profile? I quite personally, I quite, I quite, shall, shall I read it? Yeah. My bio for anyone who's wondering. And I will read out one of my guy mates who sent his to me yesterday, which I thought was funny as well. What a lad. So my bio on Bumble says, pros, remembering that random guy from that movie for pub quiz nights, an insatiable appetite for red wine and can put up a double swag in under three minutes. That is true. I have been timed. <laughs> Cons, parallel parking, finding my keys, folding fitted sheets and other general useful life skills. I like the swag because that has a lot of like meaning behind it, if you know what I mean. All right. I'm going to leave that top. My guy mate that sent me his says he in his Tinder bio has skills include very, very amateur Latin dancing, working out why the car is making that noise and remembering plastic bags halfway through the checkout. Again, it doesn't actually tell you anything. It's just a little bit funny, you know, shows that they've got like at least a vague sense of humour. All right. Moving on. Other, Moving right other pros, other pros from women, um, having multiple solo pictures of yourself. Guys have a habit of only putting in group photos. I can't and you can't tell you which are, one. Chad. Yes. You're like, who are you? Are you the tall hot one? Are you the small one? Also, yeah. don't lie about your height. Yes. Um, people who put there on a lot of the apps, you can um attach like your Spotify most listened songs. I like that. Like, I don't actually really care what it is, but like, it's kind of nice to see what people listen to. Just tells you a little bit more about someone. Yeah. Um, a nice smile is a big one. Mm-hmm. Outdoor activities. People just like show something that shows your hobbies. Everyone wants you know? outdoorsy photos. So invest in like taking your sick pics with your mates when you're going camping with your $100,000 bloody land cruiser. Get it up on the gram and for your uh tinder and your bumble profile because girls really want to see that they just want a man that's going to take them rural (laughs) uh what else do we have there we go that's that pretty much comes to the end of it so the the two main takeaways are dogs have something in your bio no matter what it is just something written in there that isn't just your height because as a reminder height is not a personality trait uh and more than one photo of you by yourself I want to know what you look like I want to know which one you actually are no yeah I think it's good we need to know this that that does bring us to the end of today's episode I feel as though we gave you honestly very little actual useful advice for how to meet people in the wild but be more approachable was the was the general consensus well that's it shall we move right along then Before we do get into meeting our couple, we're going to take a very quick break to talk about our main sponsor, Farm Weekly, WA's biggest and best rural and agricultural newspaper. 
Uh, This week in the headlines, harvest has well and truly begun. Over a million tonnes of grain have been delivered into the CBH Group network since the first receival on October 7. However, some rain uh, over the last week uh, has put a bit of a dampener on that. Um, Some people got their biggest rain for the year, 40, 50, 60 mils down in the Esperance area around Salmon Gums. Crazy amounts of rain. And it's just more annoying at this point because it means that harvest has to stop for a week or two until everything gets dry. Um, and in other news, uh, UWA held a climate forum last week. Uh, at that one, there were some pretty staggering statistics given around climate change and rising temperatures. So temperatures in Australia could rise by 4.5 degrees by 2090. And for every degree of warming, Western Australian rainfall may decline anywhere from 4 to 7%. So... Scary stuff, uh, but work is being done. And uh, let's get into our main episode and meet our new couple. All right, everyone, it is time to meet our third official Farmers and Charmers couple. Uh, on this week's episode, our farmer is Ben. He is from Ben Coven and is a farmer. Uh, our charmer on today's episode is Talia and she is a teacher from Perth. As per usual, we go with ladies first. So tell us all about yourself, Talia. I grew up in the Swan Valley in Perth. I've uh, ridden horses all my life. So we did horses and all that. Um, I went to school in Perth. I went to an art school for high school and then I went straight to uni and then I signed a regional remote scholarship and got paid, like, it was quite a big scholarship. And then I was thinking, how exciting to go anywhere in WA, any, anywhere. And they put me in Boddington. So, you know, 100Ks down the road. I was like, <laughs> woo. Um, anyway, so I taught in Boddington for two years. And then I moved to Cascade, which is 100 kilometres north uh, west of Esperance. Mm-hmm. And I was in... Uh, there for three years um, and then I came back to Perth three three and a half years ago mm-hmm. and so I've been back teaching just north of um, Wanneroo. Not very good at directions right at this moment. <laughs> um, I play hockey, I play disc golf um, which is a frisbee golf game. It's a bit, it's fun. Um, <laughs> yeah and Oh, cool. No, that's good. That's, <laughs> that's up. Perfect. That's up. That was easy. Yeah, your turn, Ben. Tell us everything about you. So I'm Ben. I'm 29 years old and I'm a fifth generation farmer from Ben Coven. So it's a family farm. So we've actually got 100 years on the farm next year as well. I've, I went to boarding school at Aquinas, finished there in 2008. Then I went to Muresk for a few years as well, but I decided not to finish and the timing is right for me to go back to the farm. Um, during summer, I like, I like my tennis, so I'm president of the local tennis club. Then during footy season, I'm also the bar manager. So if, if anyone in Ben Carbon listens to this, I've got drunk stories about everyone. <laughs> yeah. I love that. that he may perfect. have come on a dating podcast, but he has way worse stories about all of you. So watch it. Um, well, you guys that. obviously have your questions there. So if anyone wants to kick it off and ask the other, off you go. Okay. What is something surprising or interesting about you? I don't know. I'm thinking that sport and teaching is pretty much all there is to me. I um, 
Well, my family is from Dumbuyang and um, from Carnarvon. So both sides of my family are agricultural as well. And I did CBH. That's not really interesting, though. Um, CBH is like a, um, a, a staple to yeah. coming from agriculture. It's a rite of passage. Yeah, if you haven't done CBH. Yeah. <laughs> I feel very left out. Ben, what about yourself? Well, when I'm not spraying or harvesting or sitting in a tractor, I like taking photos of things. Just amateur. Mm. nothing professional I think every I think it is a something that a lot of farmers like yourself that really take pride in their farm what about drone aerial that sort of stuff as well not really but I do have a half decent camera what would you like to do on your weekend other than sitting on a tractor (laughs) (laughs) well well depending on the time of year sort of depends on how much time you have like over the weekend so, but with during winter, so if it was a normal footy season, I'd work on Saturday mornings. Then, if it's a home game, it's always a late night, <laughs> like behind the bar. Yep. You mean a early Sunday morning? <laughs> yeah, or <all> that. <laughs> then, yeah, Sunday can be a bit of a struggle, uh, like after a big night. Then I do try to work on Sundays, but that can be a write-off. I like how honest he's been early <laughs> he's on. Been at, least you, at least you know what's going to happen. <laughs> he's for the boys on a but, Saturday. Yeah, that's right. But then d- during summer, Saturday is a work day yep. and Sunday is the day we have social tennis. Or well, winter. So at the moment we're playing sport, we're playing hockey and then we um, – so disc golf – we have a like a it's it's not a club but it's a group of people that play on Sunday mornings at the different um, courses around Perth. This is probably the interesting thing actually. Like <laughs> nobody knows what disc golf is, um, and so Saturday mornings at seven we go to a different place. So we played at Mundaring this morning, um, and then and then depending on our fixtures as to whether when I play uh, hockey, and then um, I might go to one of the other teams games and then it's usually catching up on schoolwork and um like we cooking and that fun stuff for the for the weekend Mm -hmm. really but yeah no often often a game on saturday night means that the rest of the weekend's done well in summer probably because camp drafting um is the horse sport i do and so it's actually more of a summer sport so my horses sit in the paddock all winter and then i so the riding and then we compete once a month or so depending on the drafts and where they are what is the most treasured memory from your childhood so i've got a younger brother who's uh, who's just 14 months younger than me so so actually quite close in the age department but obviously we spend a lot of time on the farm but i think all our treasured memories are from holidays (laughs) So we always used to go down to Albany in the summer and we always used to go to Exmouth in, well, winter or October, school holidays. Well, I suppose it's, it's, it's holidays as well. Uh, we're very close to our um, cousins in, in Dumbuyang. When the grand, my grandparents were on the farm before they retired to Albany, um, which we then spent a lot of time in. Um, we, my brother used to have a f- thing about umbrellas and um, so there was this always this big fight over the pink umbrella but then we'd go down to the, um, in winter we'd go down to the creeks and stuff and we'd play mushrooms so we'd all, there'd be about 
seven of us and we'd all be under umbrellas pretending to be mushrooms around the rocks. So do you guys want to tell us about number four? Do you live to work or work to live? I definitely work to live. So when I'm on the farm, I do like going on holidays (laughs) just to get away from everything for a bit. So I've been to Europe twice. I did a Kentucky in 2012 with my brother. Then I did a solo trip in 2018. That's a bit tricky. I um obviously I work to live because you know you need money to fund mm-hmm. fund things. Yeah. Um, but also, I um my friends would probably tell me that well that I get a little bit passionate about what I do, and so while it's not everything, I can probably talk about child development for way too long, which <laughs> most people are like, mm, you can stop now. <laughs> <laughs> And the last one, this one is our favourite question. <laughs> what is the last thing you lied to your mum or dad about and why? Are you two too nice? Do you tell your parents everything? No, oh no, I'm thinking like I definitely, no. oh sorry, I definitely omit a lot of things. Mm, yeah. Like I'm thinking there's the time I hit the emu and I almost rolled the car. <laughs> dad definitely doesn't know about that. And I did once slide the ute off a limestone road when it was really wet um, down near Cascade. Nobody, like, that just got pulled back out and <laughs> nobody needs to know about that. Well, I haven't told Dad about this yet. I told Mum just the other night. Okay, so I told Mum and not Dad. <laughs> and that's also been Actually, a similar one. The last thing true. I lied to them about was where I'm going this morning because I didn't want them to know it was here. <laughs> yes, Dad thinks I'm at lunch with a friend. <laughs> so there you go. That's there you true. go. Yeah, perfect. All right. What would a perfect day look like to you? I'm a bit of a homebody, so it would probably, I don't know, and also work's quite hectic at the moment. So the idea... Perfect day, perfect day. Yeah, exactly. You don't so have thinking, any work on. <laughs> no, 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 but I'm thinking like at the moment, if I didn't have to get up and drive to work, because drive works 45 minutes away at the moment, so I do an hour and a half driving a day, which is awesome. Um, um, it would be like to wake up when you wake up, not necessarily when an alarm goes up. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, just take a lazy morning and drink coffee and read and go outside and just do stuff that nobody asked me to do (laughs) if I could have anything and calories don't count lasagna and red wine yourself Ben what does a perfect day look like so I'm definitely not an early morning person (laughs) (laughs) I hate early mornings with a passion so (laughs) definitely be a after lunch thing or or evening (laughs) If I had to take someone out, it'd be on a beach somewhere, maybe mm. with a glass of wine. Yeah, good choice. Good. Well, what are you drinking? What what type of wine? Red, white? Oh, red. Um, Cab Sav. Cab Sav. Mm. All right, so I have a question for you. Given the choice of anyone in the world, alive or dead, who would you want as a dinner guest and why? And what would you cook for them? So this is my tennis passion coming out of me, but I would have to have Roger Federer. He would probably be that brilliant. Would be amazing, actually. What would what would you uh, cook for yeah. Roger Dodger? Uh, a big juicy steak. Yeah. yeah, I reckon he would appreciate that. And he has a good personality yeah. as well. Like he'd he would be, be a good fun. vibe. Yeah. Be, yeah, that's a good one. What about you, Talia? Who would you like to have for dinner? Maybe Hitler, just because like the conversation would be quite interesting. You got to say, like, would you just be picking his brain as to what his weird decisions? Yeah, there would have yeah. to be like. It probably wouldn't be safe, so it's okay because he's dead. And it was such a big deal in history that, yeah. yeah. What is your greatest accomplishment so far? 
in life. Yeah, so I brought my first piece of land last year in Bankhaven. So that's probably... Farmland or... Yeah. That's a big deal. Well, well, we actually brought a property last year, mm. which was in two titles. So the only way it would have worked is if I brought one of them. I actually think my career is probably one of the biggest accomplishments. I do take a lot of pride in my work and mm. and, and what I can do mm-hmm. with the kids. So, yeah, that, that's been a – and the journey to get there, like what I've learned and how I've learned it and – and I, and, and I think it's, it's been good because I've met so many different people. Your house containing everything you own catches fire. After saving your loved ones and pets, you have f- five seconds to make a dash and find like one last personal item. What would it be and why? Talia, do you know what you would take? I do actually because we were kind of in this situation like 10 years ago. Mm. Oh, yeah, roughly. Um, I, I was in a, at a 21st in Fremantle and I got a phone call and they're like, you need to come home because there's a fire coming. And I was like, oh. So we had to pack and then take what – we didn't actually have to evacuate in the end. Like the street got evacuated, but we mm-hmm. didn't. We stayed and defended. But um, I, there's, okay, so this is terrible. There's this teddy bear I got when I was born from my grandparents. I wasn't obviously rationally thinking about what I would pack. That went in. So obviously if I didn't have time to think, that would probably be the first thing, which isn't great, but it would be the first thing. (laughs) Um, What would you take with you, Ben? Well, probably my passport or my camera. All right, question. If a crystal ball could tell you any one thing about your future, what would you want to know, if anything? It'd be quite simple to be like, well, where does this go? Oh, that's the first time someone said that. Like, as we're sitting here, like, do we, you know, do we leave? No, I'm joking. I'm not, I'm not. Ballsy. I, I like, like it. Very ballsy. That's How about you, Ben? Cool. Yeah. I want to be fast. Hopefully it's something good, though. Before we ask any more questions, do you guys have any questions for each other? What, what, what grades do you teach? Um, I teach kindergarten currently. Yeah. Um, so four-year-olds. Uh, but I've taught up to year two. So when I was in Cascade, I was teaching multi-age, K to two. Um, and before that, I was pre-primary. I did spend in Corrigan. I was in Corrigan for a little while and I was teaching pre-primary then too. When I left um, Cascade, we had a... Um, I hope none of these people listen to this either because they probably have drunk stories about me, not the other way around. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, one of the dads stood up at my going away thing and was like, I give you 12 months before you're back in the country. And I was like, oh. Well, we'll see. And then after 12 months, his wife said to me, because Mark just thinks that um, you're being stubborn now to prove him wrong. And that's why you haven't come back. <laughs> I do understand farming a little bit. Not like, obviously, but yeah. You, 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 get the, you get the main gist of it. I mean, I could ask, like, what colour tractor do you have? <laughs> that's essential, I feel like. I'd, I've like had almost an all-out brawl between four boys over what colour we had to put on a picture because they all had different types. Was it red or green? No, or? we had yellow, red and green. Oh, it's I know. even more stressful. So I had to do all three. I was like, we can just print photos of all of them. It's fine. <laughs> I answered the question, though, Ben. It's very essential. Well, that's a... That's a bit like us on our farm. We've got one of everything. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah. I feel like you're. It it depends where you're from, isn't it? But we do have one of everything as well, don't we? I have no issue with what (laughs) colour they are. But but yeah, Talia's like, oh no, if you don't have all red, then I'm out. That's my deal breaker. (laughs) Yeah, if it's not green, put it back in the shed. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. And we did work that one out by having um, the header was green, I think. The cedar, the tractor with the bar was red and the 
tractor with the sprayer was yellow, I think. Oh, well, then you got so. compromise. <laughs> that's how a teacher in the country does it, guys. <laughs> that's, that's what your fights are about. The fact that you know the names of all of those things shows enough that, like, you know, a, a, like a fair bit about farming because a lot of people have absolutely no idea what any of those They're things hearing are. They're re- hearing anyone who's not from farm listing, what's a red, green, <laughs> yellow? What's yellow? What's I don't know. What does that do? <laughs> all right. Any other questions that you guys would like to ask of each other? Anything else you'd like to know? Do you drink coffee? No. You're a non-drinker? No, no, I don't. Tea? No. I drink a lot of coffee. Um, I think every teacher probably has to. (laughs) It was one of those things that I wish had never started because uh, I admire people who don't. Thank you guys so much for coming in. We hope you had a good time. How was the experience of being on microphone meeting someone like this? I actually, I've been told I talk too much and so like very nerve-wracking because yeah do you know what um for us if you talk a lot it's, it it's makes better. it easy it's way yeah. easier for us yeah. we love it no i figure but <laughs> no, you've been awesome what about you ben how's the experience it's been different well as i say thank you guys so much for coming in um we will leave it there Alright everyone, we hope you enjoyed that episode of Farmers and Charmers. We are going to do our usual little update on what happened with the couple. Uh, And unfortunately this time we do not have good news. Do we, Lavinia? I know. I kind of got a bit of a set. Oh, I thought this one was going to go well. And then I'm a bit disappointed to be honest. I mean, I think you should give things a little bit of a crack. And unfortunately, um, they didn't even give it a crack, did they? They didn't even go and hang out for a second time, which is a bit of a shame. This is our first one so far that they haven't gone out for like a date or something afterwards. Um, They did both during the meeting, like at the end of it, when we asked them if they'd be keen to see each other again, they both did say yes. They exchanged numbers. Um, And from what we've since then heard from both Ben and Talia, um, Talia just never heard from Ben again. He just never reached out to try and tee something up. Um, So there was a minor ghosting that occurred which we all know on this podcast we are not a big fan of but these things happen uh but in ben's defense he did say that uh he thought that there just wasn't um they didn't have that much in common and that their interests were too different um but he did then almost call himself out and say that if he had his time again um he probably would have contacted her so oops so i'm just gonna say that we have spent a lot of time matching and obviously not everyone's going to work out, but I think Ben should have given it a bit of a crack. Like he had the opportunity to get himself out there and meet new people. And even if it wasn't going out there, he was putting himself out into um, a new situation, which I think is really good for your social skills, no matter who you are and what you do. And yeah, this is like, you're not going to get a lot of other options to meet different people. And even if it hadn't worked out with Talia, you never know where sort of a friendship can lead to. I'm, I'm a lover of um, opposite sex friendships. So, you know, you just don't know. I think you've got to give people a little bit more of a go. I agree. I really do that. Yeah. You, a couple of minutes, what, 30 minutes spent in front of a microphone, you know, it's a bit of an awkward situation for everyone. So I think it's going to take a little bit longer to get to know someone and going for a coffee for, you know, an hour or two afterwards certainly wouldn't have harmed, I don't think. Yeah, I guess it's just one of those things. Thank you both of you for, you know, being a part of this experiment. We appreciate your time and yeah, that's it. So I guess 
keep tuning in for next week's episode. And don't forget to head on over to our Instagram page. Give us a follow. It is at Farmers and Charmers. That is the easiest way to find us and the easiest way to keep up to date with what episodes are coming out and when. Um, And if you head on over there, you will also find some sneaky details about an event we are hosting in December. Um, So please come along to that and grab a ticket. And if you have any questions, we are happy to answer all your dating questions over on the Farmers and Charmers Instagram. Love hearing dating advice and love giving it. We just thrive off it, especially me, Shannon. I've been a bit bored at the farm. So anyone want to send me any um, dating questions, I'm here for them. Or dating profiles. We obviously did go uh, through that at the beginning of the episode. So if you would like us to savage your dating profile and tell you how to improve it, we are happy to do that. Send us screenshots. We've got nothing better to do with our Shannon, time. Shannon, we Anyhow, we're deviating. (laughs) Have a good week, everyone, and we will uh, see you back here next week for another episode.